Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. I want to carry on a little bit, everybody, from my message on Sunday. I preached a a fantastic five-star message. No, I'm kidding. Uh, It was good. It was about a new metric for success. And I wanted to give a biblical perspective on what success should look like. And so I want to sort of build upon that and give you an encouragement for your new year. We're heading into 2023. I'm still digesting that number, but we're heading into a new year. And I want tonight to act as an encouragement as a source of inspiration, but perhaps almost as a warning as well for you not to waste 2023. And also for you to not allow yourself to get in the way of what God wants to do in your life in 2023. I also wanted to act as a warning to not allow the enemy this year, uh, the devil, to get a hold of 2023 and to use it for what he wants. God has a great plan for your year this year. But it requires you to get in agreement and in alignment with God. It requires you to get in agreement with God and His Word. Uh, Before I start, I would, almost like a newspaper correction, like to just uh, correct the scripture that I blanked on on Sunday. It was 2 Corinthians 4, which actually applies very well to tonight, which is, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, that's the word that we all forgot on Sunday, we, but what is eternal? Eternal. Did anyone appreciate that correction? Just Steve. Be blessed, Steve. Well, I don't want 2023 to be just another year for you. And I don't want it to be just another year for your family. And the, the Bible tells us in John chapter 10, verse 10, it says that the thief has come to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And this is Jesus speaking. There's other translations that say, I want you to have life and life to, the, to an, an abundance, an abundant life. And it's difficult to get an exact translation of what's going on here. But it's essentially, I want you to have life and the way I intended it for you. And that God has a way of life intended for you this year. God has that, and then the enemy has a plan to steal, kill, and destroy what God is trying to do in your life. And so uh, tonight is here to encourage you to get in alignment with God and His Word so that you may have an incredible 2023 that is full of God and full of being fruitful and full of purpose in Jesus' name. Is anyone excited about that other than Steve? Amen. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you, and let's just pray for this time together. Father, we, we thank you so much that we can be in church tonight. God, we don't take it for granted. We know that when we meet together, that, Lord, you move. And, Father, we just ask you tonight to minister to each of us, Lord. And we are hungry, we're expectant, and, Father, we need you. Heading into this new year, God, we need you. We need, Lord, a fresh touch from you. Father, we need a fresh revelation of who you are. Lord, we need fresh understanding of your love and your grace. And, Father, we need a fresh understanding of, Lord, our responsibility, God, to step into the calling that you have for us. So tonight, God, refresh us, inspire us, help us to leave the past behind, God, and look to the future and put you firmly in it, in faith, in Jesus' mighty name. And the ninth row said, Amen. Amen. That's a big ninth row. All right. We're going to read Ephesians chapter 2 together. Everyone's going to come up on the screen and let's read this together. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins 
in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Feel free to say amen. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace, expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Let me just read verse 10 again. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Isn't that good news? God's prepared something in advance for you to do. Uh, Psalm 139 verse 13 is a beautiful scripture. It says this, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Well, I want to talk about 2023 on purpose. Not by accident, not by coincidence, but 2023 on purpose because that is what God's plan is for this year. Something's going to happen on purpose and it's because God had a purpose for it. Now, purpose is the reason why something is done or created or the reason why something exists. And, and I would say that the cry of everyone's heart at some point in life is to try and find out what is our purpose? Why am I here? Uh, what, why is this all here? What am I here to do? And throughout life, many of us will try to seek to attach ourselves to things of purpose or things of perceived purpose, things that matter. And trying to find something bigger than ourselves and bigger than the here and now. Does anyone relate to that? Now, I remember when I was 13, I had a, um, a mid-teen crisis. And uh, I was realizing the, rep- the repetitiveness and the monotony of life, even as a 13-year-old. I would wake up, I would have Cocoa Pops checks, I would go to school, I would do my schooling, I would come home, I'd watch TV, I'd go to bed, I'd wake up the next day, guess what, Cocoa Pops checks, I'd go to school. Um, and, you know, that rinse and repeat thing, and then it was like, hey, I want to do good in this, this year at school, so that next year I can do good in that year, and do that eight more times, and then I can go, you know, and I was starting to, at 13, go, what, what is this all about? Why am I doing this? And I remember as a young kid, you know, and especially as a pastor's kid, being encouraged towards the Word of God. And I opened up the book of Ecclesiastes, and it says, The words of the teacher, son of David from Jerusalem, everything is meaningless. And I was... (laughs) And so I'm sitting on my bed as 13, just going, far out. (laughs) The Scripture speaks of the pursuits of life like like, like chasing after the wind. And, uh, you, you know, there's a famous movie quote about someone, uh, sorry, a dog chasing a car. 
it's, it's never going to get it, but even if it does, what does it do with it? And it's almost a picture of people where you're chasing after these pursuits. It's unlikely you're going to get it. When you do, then what do you do? You chase the next wind, you chase the next car. Endless pursuit, it's all meaningless. But what's great about Ecclesiastes is that it stops and it attributes purpose and meaning to things like enjoying God's creation, to obeying God and His commands. It draws purpose and adds value to things like walking with Him and giving glory to Him. And I think what Scripture is teaching us is something that I now know so strongly is that without God, everything is meaningless. And in light of God, everything is meaningless. Compared to God, everything is meaningless. It is God who gives things purpose. It's God who gives things meaning. It's God who attributes true value to things. And for you, it is God who has prepared a purpose for you. Chasing purpose outside of what the purpose that God has for you will leave you feeling empty and like a 13-year-old Jordan just going, stuff, what is this all about? I want to encourage you right at the start of this year, you are here for a reason. It is not an accident that you're on the planet. And let me add a little bit of detail to that. It's not an accident that you're in Perth at the start of 2023. God is going to use it and God is going to do something with it. God wants you here. Um, I remember when I was a young kid and I'd just gone through health uh, sex education at school. And so I understood the birds and the bees. And my mum one day just randomly made a comment off the cuff. It wasn't a conversation, it was just off the cuff. She said, Jordan, we love you. You are our surprise baby. And she just moved on. And I just had that class. I was like, hang on a second. I was like, I know what that means. And I had an issue with that. I was like, what? What do you mean I was a surprise? And why did you only single me out? And I had an issue with it. And uh, my mum was like, look, Jordan, we didn't necessarily plan for you to come. But God absolutely did. And I was like, that's not bad. That's a good save. That's a good save. <laughs> but she was absolutely right. My parents thought they were done having kids. God had other plans. And uh, I know that even though I was a surprise to my parents, I was not a surprise to God. Everybody, you are not a surprise to God. Who you are, what you have within you as far as your gifts and your talents, where you are right now, it's not a surprise to God. God is big enough and good enough to use you no matter how you find yourself right now. You're one or two decisions away from getting right into the purpose that God has for you. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. You are here on purpose, and God has great purpose for you this year. And, and you know, if you need further evidence of that, I, I remember being in an art class, you know, when I was a kid, and someone had done like a pretty, like, intricate drawing on someone else's pencil case. And when the teacher like busted him for it, he was like, I'm sorry, miss, it was an accident. But there was a lot of effort there, a lot of thought there, a lot of time gone into that. It, it, was, not, it was not getting palmed off as an accident. If you look at yourself, there, there is too much intelligent design about who you are and what's within you and the way that you behave, the way that you are. There's intricate things that God placed there. It's not an accident. Someone might palm it off and say, oh, it was just an accident. You say, hey, there's too much effort, too much intelligent design on me to be palmed off as an accident. And I really want to stir you that you are not just here on the planet to simply pass through. God has something for you to do. That passage in Ephesians says that He's got good works for you to do, which He's prepared in advance. 
You're not just here to pass through for all the young adult guys. You're not just here to get RMs, try different breweries, and move up a tax bracket. I felt I needed to say that because I feel like that is what young adult men are looking to do. That is passing through and getting sucked into the allures of the world. We have something of eternal significance to do in our time on this planet. God wants to reveal to you how you are to live this out. There's things that God has placed in you that He wants to use. There's gifts, there's talents, things you're not even aware of yet, which are there to contribute in a great way, to help build people up, to help change someone's life, to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And He knows what's in us before it ever comes out because He placed it there. So I've got three points to just encourage us with this. Number one is this, is that why is more important than what? Why is way more important than what? I certainly, as a young adult, was very caught up in wondering, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What is God going to do with my life? What am I going to do on Tuesday? What am I going to do at church? What's happening at church? Really, I needed to shift out of a why do I want to do that? Why does God want to do that? What is the reason behind the things that I'm wanting to do? Because what you're going to do is important, but why you're going to do it is far more important. Why is more important than what? Because the, the excitement of what gets old, but the why will keep you within the what. When we get into something because of what the what is, and then the what gets old, we want to get the what out of there, but the why will keep us glued to a what which may not be that appealing. Because as we've just established, why is more important than what? Why keeps us motivated? Why keeps us focused through the good and the bad? Why surpasses what? Why reveals our motive and therefore our character? You must live life with a why. And I believe the only why worth living for is a why attached to God. To know God to serve God, to enjoy God and His creation, to glorify God. Our church has a purpose statement, which essentially is our why. And, our, and it's the why our church exists. And it's this, it's for people to experience God's saving grace along with His plan and purpose for their lives. And I, I printed this off in a little card in my office and would just have it up on the wall. And sometimes in the what's of church life and of ministry, sometimes the what gets challenging. Sometimes the what, you know, it's like the honeymoon period is gone of the what and you're like, oh, I'm not saying this about any of the things that I do with you guys, but the what's of being in ministry can get a challenge. And this, you may relate to this in whatever sphere you're in, but what's helped me so much is having that in my office because as the what gets challenging, and I want to stop the what, I look at the why, and it gives me energy and motivation and passion for the what. You need to have a why, everybody. I'm not called to a what. And I'll give you an example. When I was um, the kids pastor here at the church, I felt like I was called to be a kids pastor. And that's not a bad thing, but that's a, that's a what. And there was a season when that what was no longer required of me, but that was in a season where I'd gotten a hold of a why, and the why was bigger than the what that I was doing. Is this hard to follow because of all the whys and the whats? 
But a wider why will inform the what's that you do, and you'll hold the what's lighter, and you'll hold it a little looser, and God can come and, and do incredible things in your life. As I've been more passionate about the why than the what, I find that God's taken me on more what adventures than I could have ever imagined. I'm more engaged with the why than I am with the what, and I feel like that makes me more usable before God. So what's your why in life? What's your why in this season? Not what are you doing, but why are you doing it? If you're on a ministry team in our church, I want to encourage you, really get a hold of the why. Get a hold of it, because as we get into the year and maybe the what has worn off its welcome and we change the what, it's okay because it was never about that. It was about the why. God has a why for you, a passion. He's going to place in you for something. Don't get caught up in what's and have no why. Number two, why is always attached to a who. This might get more confusing. <laughs> why is always attached to a, to, to a who. And listen, this is so important. This only works when the who is not you. If, you're, if your why in life is yourself, for about three minutes you'll feel fulfilled and full of purpose. Your who must be somebody else. We'll struggle to find a fulfilling, godly purpose if we don't focus on others. If we don't look outside of ourselves. A great prayer to pray, you may want to write this down, for 2023 is God, move my heart for someone other than myself. God, move my heart for someone other than myself. Could I challenge you and say, maybe you're disillusioned about 2022 because you only focus on yourself. Jesus had a great why, and it was attached to a who outside of himself. I'm so grateful that the who in Christ's life included me, and it included you. Purpose is always about more than just ourselves, and true purpose is only found outside of ourselves. And listen, we will look more like Christ when we live for others, and, and I love Mark 10, 45, even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Get a vision about others, and it will help you feel fulfilled in your own life. You know, sometimes, certainly, I'll just speak to the young adult demographic, that's my demographic, but many times we're trying to get a vision for ourselves. Who do I want to be? What do I want to look like at the end of this year? Could I challenge you, flip that on its head and say, how do I want this other person to look at the end of 2023 and what part can I play in that? If you're a connect group leader, don't worry about getting a vision for you. Get a vision for those 10 other people and say, I want them to flourish in God. I want them to go forward in their relationships. You'll wake up every day not needing any extra motivation. It's a great thing to get vision for yourself, but I want to encourage you, you might need to get an even bigger piece of paper with vision about other people and the great influence you want to have on their life. A friend, a family member, a colleague, get some vision about how you want to influence their life for God. It will absolutely fill you with a deep sense of purpose and you'll look more like Christ every day. Another time I'd love to revisit the topic uh, found throughout Scripture of having a soft heart. It is so important to having a soft heart because a hard heart is not moved by the needs of others. 
And often that hard heart goes hand in hand with a sense of purposelessness. It's a big word. When you get your eyes off yourself, everybody, you become more like Christ, and a wave of purpose will fill your heart. The what of 2023 is attached to a great why in service to a who. And don't let that who be you. Amen. Number three. Number three, why should affect every decision you make? Why is more important than what? And why should affect every decision you make? You know, when you see someone walking in their purpose, I don't know if you've ever seen that before, someone who you're like, wow, they are in the flow for their life, they're being fruitful, God's hand is on them. You always see it becomes a part of who they are and it affects everything that they do. They are a, pers- a person of great purpose and it informs their decisions. I'll give you some examples about my own life and I'll just do a little, like, little exercise almost. So um, the what, one of the what's in my life is I want to be the best pastor that I can be. The who is the community of people in our church and the community around us. My why is because I want to honour God in the position I'm in and see people flourish in their walk with God. So I've got a what. It's about a who, which isn't me, and there's a why attached to it. Here's what that affects everybody. This affects my time. It affects where I spend my time. It it, it affects how I spend my finances. It affects where I live. It affects my work ethic. It affects the example that I allow myself to set. It affects the discipline that I live with. Another one is, I want to be the best husband I can be. That's the what, the who, my beautiful wife, Bianca. Why? Because I love her and I've made a covenant before God and our families. So I've got a what, I've got a who, it's not me. I've got my why. It affects everything, my decisions, my time, my integrity, my maturity, my discipline, uh, my haircut, what I say, (laughs) how passionate I am about various things, I've got to get in agreement with that because I am passionate about a why attached to a who and then that's affecting my what and everything else that I do. The same goes as a dad to my son Micah. I have a why and a who and it's changing every decision that I make. Um, That is me having a purpose. Now, if I summarize that, for me, every day, there's lives to be saved, people to be pastored, a Bianca to be loved, nappies to be changed. It's hard for me to wake up and not feel like I've got a purpose, but it's because I've really thought about it. God, what is it that you have before me? God, what is it that you have for me? How do I get in agreement with that? God, help me not to wake up and live for me. I've got less vision for me than I do for my son, and that's a healthy thing. But here's the thing, for me to see the the vision of my son come to pass, I need to change too. So they go hand in hand, but it's not the tail wagging the dog. I'm living for other people in worship to God. And listen, it's not just changing my decisions, it's changing me for the better. And we need purpose, and we have purpose in God. As we live according to God's Word, you're going to have a purpose-filled 2023. 
When you're full of purpose, you're going to find pep in your step. You're going to find energy in the tank. You're going to find a willingness to increase your capacity and the capability to do it by the grace of God. But it comes from you saying, God, each day I'm going to live not just doing what's, but I want to get a why from you. I want to serve a who that's not myself. And Lord, may it inform everything that I do. I just invite the band to come and join me. I want to close with this point. This is very important. Living with purpose comes at the cost of having a life that's void of one. I'll just say that again because it's a little bit, I could have worded it better. I just didn't have an extra 10 minutes. But anyway, living with purpose comes at the cost of having a life that's void of one. Now you might say, well, I don't want the one that's void of one. Careful. I thought that was me too, but you'll find that through our decisions and our behaviors, we actually do want one. A life that's void of purpose feels nicer to our flesh, feels nicer to the right now, feels nicer to what I want, feels nicer because it serves me. And we can say, hey, I'm up for that. Living with purpose comes at the cost of having a life that's void of one. I'm up for that. Are you sure? I thought I was sure, but I wasn't sure. Because it looks like not putting yourself first. It looks like not putting your desires first. It looks like forgoing things of no purpose, even if it looks and feels good. You know what it looks like? It looks like Paul in the Bible. It looks like being willing to have nothing so that you can serve God. It looks like being willing to go anywhere so that you can serve God. It looks like You know, Paul was in prison. He was beaten for his faith. But I would say Paul was someone who had great purpose. And in order for him to have a life of great purpose, he had to sacrifice a life that's void of one. One where he might have had everything he ever wanted, all of the things, the dreams and desires of things that he wanted to have. He gave it all up so that he could have real purpose. Looks a little bit like Peter. Peter as well. Pursuing God no matter what the cost. Most importantly, living a life of purpose and giving up one that's void of one, it looks like Jesus. It looks like Jesus who, despite being God, came and lived like a man, gave up everything in a life of sacrifice to the furthering of the kingdom and the betterment of those around him. He gave up comfort. He gave up status so that he could serve and be in his purpose You know, this year, if you want to really live in God's purpose for your life, you might have to give some things up. There might be some pursuits that are all about the what, or maybe they're all about a who, but the who's you. I want to tell you, get off the who train, if it's you. Get on the who train that's somebody else. There might be some endeavors that you've even set out, even now in January, but they're all about you. I want to encourage you, be very careful this year to do that. Be somebody who is saying, God, I want you to drive the whys in my life. Would you direct me to those who's and Lord, let it change me every day. If that means I've got to give some things up that my flesh likes, if it means I've got to give some things up that look great online, if it means I've got to give some things up that make me look successful, God, I'm ready to give it up because I want a life of purpose and I'm ready to sacrifice one that's void of one. Proverbs 19 verse 21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Uh, Job 42 verse 2, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. 
You know, the original language of that word means thwarted, which means stopped. (laughs) You know, there's only really one person that can stop the purpose of God happening in your life, and it's yourself. You know, the enemy can come to influence and to deceive and to distract, but he can't stop it. We, We allow that to happen. We will engage with that happening. Don't stop the purpose that God is trying to do in your life this year. You might be like, awesome, how do I do that? Get in agreement with God's Word. Get in agreement with God's Word. Be in church. Be in the Scripture. Be someone that's open to what God would have to say to you. Be up for letting whatever it is that God might want you to let go. Be up for letting it go. All of us have a great purpose that God wants to outwork in our lives. And it can't be stopped unless we don't let it start. Unless we midway through choose to bail. Those questions like, why do you exist? What's my purpose? Why am I here? I don't know all the details, but I do know that God does. Because it is God who wrote the intent. It is God who wrote the plan. God knows what it is that He's put in you. God knows what it's for. God knows when He will reveal it, when He's seeking for it to happen. God knows knows all those things, but we've got to say, God, would you have your way? Lord, would your plan in my life happen this year? God, I want to put my plans to the side. God, have your way. I want to be in your purpose and plan, not mine. I want to encourage you tonight. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. Don't let 2023 happen to you. Let God do something through you in 2023. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.